Watch, the people of God were complaining. I thought that when people get to heaven, they forget earth. And I was shocked that people were in heaven complaining to God that he hadn't avenged their death. You need to read your Bible. He said, Lord, when are you going to avenge their death? Are you going to let this knuckleheads and children of the devil just kill us for nothing and you're not going to do anything? And here Malachi, they were saying, you know, it's vain to serve God. What profit is there that we have kept his ways? Like the young lady that used to be here. And then she met this guy, and then she's just going to Columbus, Georgia every day. She would leave work and go there, and they would just fornicate till the next morning. And she leaves there and goes to work and goes back again. I said, well, why did you do it? She said, well, I thought that God would bless me financially when I stopped. And I've served him all these years, and I'm not still, I still haven't found the blessing. So I went back. So you see, she don't know what she's running for. She's running for money. Is there any place it's written, if you don't fornicate? You will get money. People get Bibles invented, but it's not the word of God. Many people are serving God with a motive. As soon as you clean up your act for two days, you start looking for this to happen and that to happen. Because you don't understand the righteousness of God. Wait until I get to the next message on this series. You know what you're running for. Here's the next one. Revelations, the same book, the same chapter, chapter 3. Look at verse 11. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast. Why would he tell you to hold it fast? Because they're trying to force you to lose. So hold on what you got. What you have received. Him that overcometh, will I make a pillar in the temple of my God. He said, I will make you a pillar. You won't be a flaky soul. Hallelujah. When you move, the house moves. You are the beam holding up the structure. I see notable people in church. They were popular. They were doing things. But they're pieces of paper. They left and nobody noticed. When a pillar moves, you know. Watch. I know he won't mind. In the days of Minister Ashby's pride and rebellion against me, it was so bad. I was so angry. I terminated him. And nothing will work. 
God said, rehire him. That was the hardest thing I've ever done. But I saw clearly he was a pillar. When a pillar moves, except God moves them, you will know they have moved. Even though he had issues, but God wasn't done with him yet. Hallelujah. I had to rehire him. And God said, no, restore all privileges. I said, it wasn't his right that his name is in the church's account and he can sign. He said, I said, restore all his privileges. And I was struggling with that thing. I went to him, I said, you release me from there. I had to tell it all, it was tough. You know when pillars move. He says, if you overcome, I will make you a pillar in my father's house, in my father's temple, and you will no longer move. Hallelujah. You don't know why hell can throw high waters, fire and brimstone, and the pillar just stands because there's a hand holding me. You can shake it. This is not macho. This is not pulling yourself up from by, by your own bootstrap. He said, I will make you a pillar. I confer a grace on you where you are permanent. When people are jumping off the bridge and blowing their brains out, you just smile. And say, I have an hallelujah instinct. Do you know the hope of your calling? That's what you're running for. To become a pillar in the house of God. Unshakable. Unmovable. How can you be a resurrection house for 10 years? And you leave and nobody notices. That means you didn't matter. You didn't count. Your poverty is speaking now. You don't have to wait till you die to find out that you're broke, empty, impoverished. And that God is not getting much out of the investments he made in you. So if you overcome, I will make you a pillar in my house and the temple of my God and you will no longer go out. If you will understand what I'm telling you, so you no longer go out. There are not enough devils that can shake this because you're not holding up yourself. God will build a wall of fire around your life. Glory. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel like a song. I know what I received. What hell haven't I gone through? How many people have deserted me? I'm waiting for some evil news. But I keep going from glory to glory. From eagle one to eagle two. About to show up.
I'm opening your eyes to your reason for being saved. To what you're running for. Because most of you don't know what you're running for. That's why you get so easily offended. And you are ready to throw in the tower or throw away what God has done for you. He says, him that overcometh, verse 12, chapter 3, will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out, and I will write upon him the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. He says, I'm going to tattoo three things on you. The name of my God. The name of New Jerusalem. And my new name. It won't be Jesus. But it's a name that the Father has given to him. Do you know what you're running for? Because we're coming to church, but we don't know what this thing is about. I'm still on the first one, the hope of his calling. That's all I can get to today. Do you know the hope of his calling? Paul says, I pray that God will enlighten your eyes and open your eyes to understand these things. So when you hit a brick wall, you don't fade out. That your faith will sustain. Amen. That you're not going to rush into bitterness and judge everybody. Like David said in his early days. He said, I said in my haste, all men are liars. All of a sudden you trust no one. You're so embittered. You become a child of hell. Why are you making noise in church? Because you've been demonized by experience. You have forgotten what you're running for, or you don't know it at all. And for most of us, is that we don't know what it is. We just try not to go to hell, that's all. But you don't have a hope that's causing you to keep going. Hey, I've seen my destiny. That's why I can't stop. I don't care what hell throws at me. I will show up for church. I will do it <laughs> by my faith. Regardless of how I feel, no matter what's going on with me, I can't stop. I must get there. God told me, get the job done. No excuses. He says an excuse is not a solution. Look at all the things that are supposed to be written on you. And Satan is busy trying to write something wrong on you. The quitter. The doubter. The rebel. So I'll make you a pillar. And I will write these things on you. My new name. The name of my God. The name of New Jerusalem. That's how angels know who is who. 
That's a seal of God. In the sun of God's forehead. That's a stamp there. I know they try to imitate these things in the movies. And you see them with these things in their forehead. No, that's the scripture. Angels are not omniscient. When they see the seal of God, he said the foundation of God standed sure, having a seal. Stamp there. He said, the Lord knoweth them that are his. So that's what's written on it. And let everyone that name it the name of God depart from iniquity. That's why when you're a son of God, you don't matter what language, what nation. When you meet one, you know. You know each other. Because there's one spirit. Mm. I gotta run. Watch this. <laughs> Look at verse 21. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne. Can you picture yourself? Sitting on the throne with Jesus Christ. I asked the Lord, wait a minute. You have one throne. Eh? How many children do you have? How are we all going to sit with you? I mean, you can understand maybe one other person. Okay, move over, then we can share the seat. One blade of your butt stays in. And the other's hanging out. Eh? No. He says, that's not the way it will work. He said, the throne is one. As soon as you overcome, watch. He said, I'm sitting on my throne. As soon as you overcome, your throne comes out of mine. But it's the same throne. Yours is manifesting out of his. So it could be a million of them. It will keep going. Once you overcome, here comes yours. Here comes yours. If you picture your own throne coming out of his, that one day you will sit with him. That's what you're running for. That's why you come to church. That's why you don't quit. That's why you don't shake. You're winning something. This stuff is so major. He said, now, if you put your hands on the plow, you haven't even turned. He said, you look back. He said, you're disqualified. If Satan has, still has anything that appetizes you, so you're done. No. Your stance is, I would rather be a doorkeeper yeah. in the house of God than to go back to them people. Huh? Ooh, hallelujah. I don't care, Lord. Just let me be a part of you. Even if all I'm doing is pick up that garbage, I'm winning. At all costs, I'm in. 
You have to be desperate. Hey, I gotta go. <laughs> so I will grant you to sit with me in my throne. Even as I also overcame and I'm sat down with my father. You notice? He overcame and his throne emanated in the right hand of the father. He came out of the father. He said, so when you overcome, you also come out of his. That's what you're running for. That's why you come to church. That's why you tithe to support his kingdom on the earth. That's why you stand up for him. That's why you vote to support him. You want his kingdom established. When you understand these things, you see that most of the church are running like blind people. Aimless. Purposeless. Where people's opinions are stronger than the master's voice. And everybody's aggrandizing everybody as if they are going to be the ones that will judge. I said, the preacher that's putting you in heaven, has he been? You better look at the book. Heaven and earth shall pass away. (laughs) Watch. James 1 verse 12. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. That's the part, you see. It's supposed to be endured. Temptation is the devil's fury. It's a blessed man that endured it, for when he is tried, he shall receive what? You're running for the crown of life. That's what you're running for. That's why you take the wrong. So you can win your crown. Much. He said, which the Lord had promised to them that love him. Let no man say when he's tempted, I'm tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil. Amen. Neither tempted he. Anyway. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust. What is messing with you is what you like. Amen. The devil is not offering you anything you don't want. You can't be saying, well, well, I don't know why the devil is messing with me with this thing. Well, really? That's what you want. They won't be offering you anything you don't want. He says that you may know the hope of his calling. You may know why he chose you. You may know what you are called to. You may know why you're running and why you can't give up in your race. Many of you are holding on to material things. You're holding on to positions. But you're not running for life. You're not running for eternity. You're not running for your calling. You're not running. Watch. 1 Corinthians 15, 19. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are for all men. He said, we are for all men most miserable. He said, Jesus chose you and brought you in this kingdom. And all your life is vested in is what Jesus can help you get materially. He said, you're for all men. And that translation said, most to be pitied. 
You have all men most miserable. Say you're a miserable soul. You're so impoverished. And all over the world, you see people walking around, have no glory, no encounters with the Lord, no intimacy. And all they talk about is, see my car. You see my house. You see, it's like the guy talking about the massive musical event they were having. And they got the biggest names from America and in Nigeria and all of this. And, and all of a sudden, he went to his office and passed out. I read you that story. He passed out. And he was trying to cover himself. He said, at least when he was, his body is discovered, that he would be more dignified. The angel said, don't worry about your body. Come with me. And he came, brought him back into the church. He saw his wife dancing and the music going and all this. And he did not see not even one angel in service. He said, you are impoverished. You are of all men most to be pitied. Your church is a disgrace. It's, it's something God hates. And yet it seems so successful. He said he saw the musicians playing, and it was maggots and filth. People singing, stench. They had just finished playing in the club the night before. Isn't that what I had here? God had to boot it out. But let us celebrate. At least until your eyes open, I've shown you what you're running for. Go and study them yourself. Go and learn them yourself. And discipline yourself. And, and school yourself. So when you see me and I keep going, you will understand why. I'm not chasing American success. I want to finish right. Finish strong. Finish victoriously. I want to reach my destiny. Because I have seen it. I told you, I mean, the children acted it out. God showed me that vision. He said, and this is your Philippines crusade. That's why I keep going. I know where I'm headed. That's why I'm talking about Eagle too. I know that's where I'm headed. There are not enough devils that can stop it. That's the will of God. Beloved, this message is a gut punch to the enemy. It deals with the fundamentals of our faith and how your own trajectory is set. Where your heart is. If in this life only we have hope in Christ. So we are for men most miserable. But yet if you look in Christendom, most people are running for things in this life. It's the house, it's the car, it's the job, it's the this, it's the that. Hey, heavenly thing. I was teaching about heaven and eternal life and all these things. And what guy went off on me? He said, I want to know how to live right now. Eh? We can't just focus on the by and by. And left the church. So many things. <laughs> it's amazing what you run into. Yet the Bible says, if you are risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. 
where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set not your affections on things beneath you, but set it on things above. We don't listen to the word of God. And when you're preaching it, they think it's a strange doctrine <laughs> because they're following people, promising them everything down here. It's unfortunate. God said, these things should serve us. If you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things are added unto you. Say, your heavenly father knows what you have need of before you ask. Not even when you ask, before you ask. He knows. That's why I'm not rushing to give God information. I spend time with him, and when the issues come up by the Holy Spirit, then we can discuss it. Otherwise, it's a non-issue. I trust him with my life and everything. Huh? We face so many major, huge bills. <laughs> Operating a jet and, and doing glory for USA across America. I just trusted God with it, and I've seen him take care of all of them. He's an amazing heavenly father when you trust him. God loves to be trusted. When you trust him, he takes care of it. It's not, a, it's not magic. It just happens over the course of time. He just does it. Do you know what you're running for? Are you running the right race? You know, he said, run the race that is set before you. Some other people want to run other people's races. You're always comparing yourself with people. Stop looking sideways. He said, looking on to Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. He said he had a joy that was set before him. And because of that joy, he endured the cross. He despised the shame. And now he's set down. You see, he's set. The Muslims say, you know, Muhammad is not prophet God ever said. No, Jesus is set at the right hand of the Father. Who is Muhammad? He won't come close. <laughs> it's unfortunate that Muslims and um, millions and millions of people are following this dead thing. And I thank God I'm in America. If I said this in Nigeria, they will come to assassinate you. They, it's, it's religion by force, by the bullet, by the gun. As I said, testimony that this God is dead. If you have to defend your God, then he's, you're bigger than him. But they mock the Lord Jesus. They put the Lord Jesus in urine and, the, you know, the crucifix in the urine and do all these things. We don't pay them any attention. Why? He can defend himself. <clears throat> Go ahead, mock the Holy Ghost. See if you will live more than 30 days. So you will not be forgiven. John Bellucci did it here in the 70s and was no more. The Beatles opened their mouth and said they are more popular than Jesus Christ and they cease to exist. Hey, our God can take care of himself. Hey, man. Come on. In case Islam is fooling with you, repent now and come right back because you, you, you're going to a dead end. You're going to be shocked when you end up in hell. Doesn't matter how many millions of, or even billions Hell has expanded itself. The word of God will never fail. God bless you, beloved. Come to Bible study tonight and learn the word of God with us. Support the voice of resurrection. You will experience glory and grace. Receive in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. <laughs>